Mr. Bumble had been dispatched to make various preliminary inquiries with the view of finding out some captain or other who wanted a cabin boy without any friends, and was returning to the workhouse to communicate the result of his mission when he encountered at the gate no less a person than Mr. Sowerbury, the parochial undertaker. Mr. Sowerbury was a tall, gaunt, large-jointed man attired in a suit of threadbare black with darned cotton stockings of the same colour and shoes to answer. His features were not naturally intended to wear a smiling aspect, but he was, in general, rather given to professional jocosity. His step was elastic, and his face betokened inward pleasantry as he advanced to Mr. Bumble and shook him cordially by the hand. "'I have taken the measure of two women that died last night, Mr. Bumble,' said the undertaker. "'You'll make your fortune, Mr. Sowerbury,' said the beadle as he thrust his thumb and forefinger into the proffered snuff-box of the undertaker, which was an ingenious little model of patent coffin. "'I say you'll make a fortune, Mr. Sowerbury,' repeated Mr. Bumble, tapping the undertaker on the shoulder, in a friendly manner, with his cane. "'Think so,' said the undertaker, in a tone which half admitted and half disputed the probability of the event. "'The prices allowed by the board are very small, Mr. Bumble.' So are the coffins, replied the beadle, with precisely as near an approach to a laugh as a great official ought to indulge in. Mr. Sowerbury was much tickled at this, as of course he ought to be, and laughed a long time without cessation. Well, well, Mr. Bumble, he said at length, there's no denying that since the new system of feeding has come in, the coffins are something narrower and more shallower than they should be, but we must have some profit, Mr. Bumble. Well-seasoned timber is an expensive article, sir and all the iron handles come by canal from Birmingham. Well, well, said Mr. Bumble, every trade has its drawbacks. A fair profit is, of course, allowable. Of course, of course, replied the undertaker, and if I don't get a profit upon this or that particular article, why, I make it up in the long run, you see. <laughs> Just so, said Mr. Bumble, though I must say, continued the undertaker, resuming the current observations which the beadle had interrupted. Though I must say, Mr. Bumble, that I have to contend against one very great disadvantage, which is that all the stout people go off the quickest. The people who have been better off and have paid rates for many years are the first to sink when they come into the house. And let me tell you, Mr. Bumble, that three or four inches over one's calculation makes a great hole in one's profits especially when one has a family to provide for, sir. As Mr. Sowerbury said this, with the becoming indignation of an ill-used man, and as Mr. Bumble felt it rather tended to convey a reflection on the honour of the parish, the latter gentleman thought it advisable to change the subject. Oliver Twist, being uppermost in his mind, he made him his theme. By the by, said Mr. Bumble, you don't know anybody who wants a boy, do you? A parochial prentice who is at present a dead weight, a millstone, as I may say, round the parochial throat. Liberal terms, Mr. Sowerbury, liberal terms. As Mr. Bumble spoke, he raised his cane to the bill above him and gave three distinct raps on the wood, five pounds, which were printed thereon in Roman capitals of gigantic size. so, said the undertaker, taking Mr. Bumble by the gilt-edged lapel of his official coat. That's just the very thing I wanted to speak to you about. You know, dear me, what a very elegant button this is, Mr. Bumble. I've never noticed it before. Yes, I think it rather pretty, said the beadle, 
glancing proudly downwards at the large brass buttons which embellished his coat. The die is the same as the parochial seal, the good Samaritan healing the sick and bruised man. The board presented it to me on New Year's morning, Mr. Sowerbury. I put it on, I remember, for the first time, to attend the inquest on that reduced tradesman who died in a doorway at midnight. I recollect, said the undertaker. The jury brought it in, died from exposure to the cold and want of the common necessities of life, didn't they? Mr. Bumble nodded. And they made it a special verdict, I think, said the undertaker, by adding some words to the effect that if the relieving officer had Tush, foolery, imposed the beadle. If the board attended to all the nonsense that ignorant jurymen talk, they'd have enough to do. Very true, said the undertaker. They would indeed.